2: Fueled by Lucky Station. With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. Counting up the damage from Hurricane Dorian, at least 43 lives lost in the Bahamas, and the search continues for more victims. Don Bowers in Frisco, North Carolina, spoke to WRAL-TV about the devastation done in his Outer Banks town. I'm
0: seeing snap trees and uh, debris all over the road and uh, some... Uh, cable lines down and things like that, and I noticed that the uh, the school had some sh- bunch of shingles off the roof and some of the siding missing, too.
2: Farther north, tropical storm force winds were ruffling southeastern Massachusetts as Dorian continued to move north as a weakened Category 1 storm. This morning clocked about 145 miles southeast of Nantucket and disrupting ferry service for a period of time. They say that ferry service may be restored this afternoon. This is SRN New. If you don't know it now, wake up and smell the coffee. We're in a culture war in America. This is left versus right, and the stakes are high. This radio station is deeply involved in the fray, and we know many of you are too. We want to find a few people who are true culture warriors, fighting the good fight, and suffering the slings and arrows of public discontent because of it. Go to this station's website right now to nominate the Salem Culture Warrior of the Year. Time to honor a few great people. AM1280ThePatriot.com
3: AM 1280, The Patriot, Intelligent Radio, just past 1 o'clock, which means one thing, it's time to make talk radio great again. It's your Northern Alliance Radio Network headliner, Mitch Berg, coming up next. Here's your Twin Cities forecast, brought to you by Great Plains, windows and doors, overcast, high of 68, chance of showers throughout the day into the evening, more showers, thunderstorms, a low of 54
2: the views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. This is the Northern Alliance Radio Network, the longest-running conservative talk show in the Twin Cities. It's great to be
4: back in Minnesota
2: today. Political analysis of the good, the bad, and the outright crazy. Now, here's your headline act, Mitch Bird. Welcome back, Twin Cities and World.
5: It's the wind beneath the right wing. The show that, as Nick pointed out, is making talk radio great again. The Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. My name, Mitch Berg. My blog, shotinthedark.info. My story, back in the studio for the first time in two weeks. It feels like three weeks, in a sense, here, because uh, I got called away rather unexpectedly last weekend and uh, went off and... I had to do things other than I had to celebrate on Labor Day weekend, which is always oh, kind of a-, a rare treat for me in my life, actually. But I'm back, and it's going to be a fun show here today. Of course, I'm the headliner edition. Brad Carlson, The Closer, coming up tomorrow from 1 to 3. And, of course, King Banyan, heard every Saturday morning, 9 to 11, on her sister station, AM 1440, The Businessman. Now, it surprises some people when I tell them that this isn't necessarily where I earn my my primary income at home they say mitch you you dominate twin cities radio from your perch high atop the salem twin cities weekend schedule certainly that gets you a lifestyle of bentley's and penthouses all around the country and and strange as this may seem to all of you it does happen to be the fact that i wind up having to work a day job to pay my actual bills Uh, This isn't necessarily my primary earning. This is what I do for fun and and also to save the world in my own little way or to contribute to saving the world, let's be honest. But I actually do have uh, another job out there. By the way, I have to say, just before we get back to that, I have a job for the first time in several years where I actually get things like paid holidays and paid time off. And i got to say, it's glorious kind of seeing how the other half lives. I could stand to do a lot more of this taking time off. Uh, Downside being, as little as I get outdoors sometimes because of my indoorsy day job and hobby, I don't always know about the flora uh, in the great outdoors. For example, somewhere along the line, uh, I had mixed up the... the the, the characteristics of wild mustard and goldenrod. And so I went tramping across a field uh, in central Minnesota that I thought, wow, look at all the cool wild mustard. It turns out it was weapons-grade goldenrod, and I have had the worst attack of hay fever of my life. And if it sounds for some moment here like you're talking with a late period Martin Brando, Marlon Brando, rather, on the radio. That will explain why I am fighting the worst hay fever I've had since I, well, lived among hay. So bear with me on that here, folks. However, in every other respect, I will try to deliver the same exceptional quality product I always strive to. You can join me, by the way, at uh, 651-289-4488 or on Twitter at hashtag NarnShow. That's N-A-R-N show. Uh, Make sure you tune in for that and and join me any way you want to. That's what both of those avenues uh, of contact are here for. So, uh, and by the way, uh, it looks like Brad's been having a lot of fun on the show here, so this is great. Anyway, I was driving to my day job earlier this week actually yesterday morning i believe it was and uh i was listening to the radio i turned on the radio rather late because i was navigating the the reefs and shoals of 35w under construction and by the way can i say that for all of you trying to get to saint paul today a 35 uh, excuse me 94 eastbound from 280 on east to western is closed So if you're trying to get to, I don't know, pretty much everything going on in St. Paul tonight, good luck. Go with God. You're going to need it. (laughs) Get your affairs in order before you head it on the freeway tonight because it ain't going to be pretty. But there's a lot going on. There's a soccer game going on. There's a Flugtag, the homemade glider contest downtown right now. And all I can say is, if you're selling lemonade on the side streets of St. Paul, these are the good old days, so by all means, get out there and enjoy. But I was driving to work yesterday after having navigated what is a miserable, miserable drive seven days a week, the reconstruction of 35W North and South, uh, north of Minneapolis into uh, the greater Arden Hills area, and... I had the radio off because I needed to concentrate, but I pulled off onto the side streets heading towards the office and I, I had my ra I turned on Minnesota public radio. I, which is something I do partly so you don't have to, I can, what's the term that I, that I hate so much that the lefties from Vox use. Oh yeah. I can contextualize it for you. In other words, uh, I, I can interpret it for when vox dot com says contextualizing the news I mean what they mean is interpret the news for people who are dumb enough to get their facts from vox dot com anyway, I digress. I turned on Minnesota Public Radio to listen to national public radio news, and as frequently happens, I wind up getting the the real truth of a story, not so much from the story itself but from the little clip that I tune in for, uh, that my first impression of the story in some ways gives me the ultimate truth of the story, which, by the way, we're coming up on the uh, 18th anniversary of the most notable example of that very phenomenon. I remember where I was on 9 2001 and the reason it made an impression on me was very similar situation. Driving to work early in the morning on a beautiful day, just like yesterday was, And I flipped on National Public Radio for the morning news and I flipped on in the middle of a story and the reason I knew something terrible was going wrong was NPR hosts were trying to ad lib. And if you've ever listened to NPR hosts, even, I mean, to to paraphrase Fred Thompson in The Hunt for Red October, Minnesota and National Public Radio people don't visit the facilities without a script paraphrasing loosely there even the the banter that you hear between the new between the anchor and the newscaster the anchor and the weatherman weather person is all scripted out even even the clever stuff even the asides pretty much are, are written out in advance by people whose job it is to make sure nothing untoward slips past the microphone But on the morning of 9-11, you heard something that is always a sign of disaster. I flipped on on the morning of 9-11 and heard Bob Mandelo from New York trying to ad lib around the fact that planes were crashing into the World Trade Center. They had no way of processing this on the fly. By the way, it's something that commercial radio people like yours truly and people in this building invariably always 100% of the time do better than public radio people because they've never had to. They're used to not only scripting everything, but having their scripts written for them. Uh, By the way, the same thing happened in uh, 1991 when there was an anhydrous ammonia spill in Duluth Harbor. Listening to Minnesota public radio people trying to ad-lib the news was a little bit like watching someone in clown shoes trying to ride a Tour de France bicycle. If you can make the metaphorical transition, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Well, this wasn't a matter of ad libbing. In fact, it was deeply scripted, and yet I think it tells you the entire truth. Because I was listening to National Public Radio news on the way to work yesterday morning, uh, listening to the newscaster, uh, a fellow who's frequently stationed in a different part of the world, uh, getting to the bits about uh, uh, about about the daily news. I heard him talking. Uh, I heard the newscaster, the reporter from the field. Relating the story of someone who was renowned as a, as a liberator, someone who was renowned as a hero, someone who was renowned as a hero of the downtrodden, having passed. And I thought,
2: who could this have
5: been? Someone who was regarded, uh, regarded as a liberator of their nation and someone who, who brought good from the depths of evil. Was it Vaclav Havel? No, he died a while ago. Was it Lech Wałęsa? Well, he's still alive so far, thank goodness. One of the great heroes of my lifetime—he's still with us. Again, thank you, Lord. Could it have been? Uh, I, I thought of all the various humanitarian heroes that I've known about during my life, and 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 I thought, who could it, who could it be? I mean, most of them—you know—your your Martin Luther Kings, your your uh, Václav Havel's, your. I mean, work your way down through the list. Ronald Reagan, Margaret Thatcher, they've all left this mortal coil. Who could it have been? And I I read through this and listened, I should say, through this story, thinking, who could this martyr of freedom have been? And after listening for a solid minute of what we call hagiography, basically the written process of rendering someone into a secular saint, they get to the word that that tells us the country this person ruled, Zimbabwe, formerly known as Rhodesia, for those of you who have been around since, I don't know, 1980, when the country uh, overthrew its minority, admittedly racist white government. Uh, government that in its own way was every bit as oppressive and sometimes more so than that of the apartheid-era regime in South Africa. And the person who overthrew that government 39, almost 40 years ago, passed away yesterday, Robert Mugabe. And it reminded me of when the likes of Fidel Castro shuffled off this mortal coil to parts unknown, and and that the sort of secular sainthood with eventual admissions of his imperfection that greeted his demise from the mainstream media, and especially public media, the media that you and I pay for in our federal tax dollars via the Corporation for Public Broadcasting. And I thought, Anyone who can look at the likes of Robert Mugabe as a liberating hero, a hero of the little guy, after after the horrors he wrought upon his nation by starting as, well, a political guerrilla leader in the 1970s, really the 1960s, fighting against the white regime in a campaign of democratization, at least on its surface, and yet a campaign that actually, in retrospect, makes the current disintegration of Venezuela look a little bit like the Roaring Twenties in comparison. This is your mainstream media in action, showing that in every way, every day, they continue to bet on the wrong side in the battle between political correctness and narrative and the <laughs> and freedom. They keep betting on the wrong side. More when we come back. Northern Alliance Radio Network AM1280 the Patriot. We'll be right back. We never shoot
2: out. Above. We're screaming. Street- Hey, good day. Welcome to our show, eh? Good day. You know, you don't have to drive down to the shows to get your best deal this year on a spa
4: or a hot tub.
2: No way, eh? Yeah, Premier Pool and Spa is having their show stopping event with
4: the Arctic Spa on sale. Yeah, those Arctic spas are made in Canada, eh? And they know how to build them for the cold, that's for sure. You know, with Arctic, you get true freeze protection.
2: What's that? It gives you five days after the power goes out at four below before your tub starts to freeze instead of hours with the other guys. With that kind of insulation, it
4: sure would save you big money. Oh, that's great, eh? And you don't have to go down to the shows? Well, how much can they really save you when they're spending an arm and leg to be there, eh? Hey, visit our showroom. We got no parking hassles, no stopping barkers. Yeah, visit Premier Pool in Chanhassen
2: today online at PremierPools.com. Premier Pool and Spa, where we take fun seriously. PremierPools.com. PremierPools.com.
7: Guys, waking up over and over to urinate is not okay. But now you can reduce those nighttime bathroom trips with the ingredients in Super Beta Prostate P3 Advanced. We're talking about less urges to urinate at night, less bathroom trips during the day, and better bladder emptying. It's like taking three prostate supplements in one. You can try a full 30-day bottle of P3 Advanced. Free. Just pay shipping and handling. No strings attached, no obligations, and no commitments to buy. This is a 30-day supply, absolutely free. Call 1-800-424-7126. Super Beta Prostate is the best-selling brand in major retailers like Walmart. But for this no-strings-attached free bottle, you must call now. Call 1-800-424-7126. Don't miss out on this unprecedented free offer. 1-800-424-7126. 1-800-424-7126 one eight hundred four two four seven one 800 424 You can help fight addiction one step at a time at the Freedom 5K Run-Walk on Saturday, September 23rd. Join us for a timed run and walk to benefit the addiction recovery programs of Minnesota Adult and Teen Challenge. Registrants will receive a free text shirt or t-shirt and a full day of fun for the whole family with games, food, music, and more. For more information or to register, visit mntc.org slash Freedom 5K. Minnesota Adult and Teen Challenge. Freedom from addiction starts here. AM 1280
5: the Patriot Northern Alliance this Radio Network 651 651 San
2: Francisco. 289 Who may not know it but they are beautiful. 4488. 4488. This is a very personal song. so if the viewer cannot understand it, particularly those of you who are European residents, save up all your bread and fly Transvaalth Airways. San Francisco, USA.
5: Vetoed. Then maybe you'll
8: understand the song. I
5: actually. It will be worth it. This is uh, by the animals, animals Classic, San Francisco. And it's comf- uh, commemorating the fact that I actually visited California for the very first time last week. Not last week, the week before last. Uh, last uh, week in, in August. And more about that in just a second here, because it was an interesting week in, uh, in San Francisco history vis a vis the rest of the country. All and I and I had to uh, had, had to mention that here. But before we get back to that, first of all, we're talking about the death of of uh, what's his name again, Robert Mugabe. Thank you very much. And I listened to the entire the the entire uh, obit on the first obit that ran on on Minnesota Public Radio, National Public Radio, yesterday morning. And I went through almost to the end of the story, but before mentioning, oh yeah, there were some. There were some problems after he declared himself president for life and refused to relinquish power until he was deposed in a military coup uh, a year or two ago. They slipped that in eventually. They didn't mention, even one time, the term Gukurahundi, which is a term that, to be perfectly fair, you probably have never heard in the American media. Gukurahundi is a Shona word, that's the primary language in most of Zimbabwe uh for uh, it, it is a very poetic uh, sounding term quote the early rain which washes away the chattel uh, chaff rather before the spring rains uh, it sounds almost poetic and beautiful gukura hundi doesn't sound bad until you realize its metaphorical application which is ethnic cleansing bordering on genocide uh Robert Mugabe, when he realized he was going to have to take off the gloves to maintain his power in Zimbabwe, uh, brought in mercenaries from that paragon of democracy, North Korea, and had them train a brigade of the Zimbabwean army after the overthrow of the white regime into uh, basically a unit that was less focused on uh, defending Zimbabwe from external aggressors, of which there really were none, and more focused on well, Gukura Hundi. And we know this because the Zimbabwean army, under the command of of, of Robert Mugabe, changed the name of the unit to <clears throat> Gukura Hundi. The unit that washes away the chaff before the spring rains, before the planting. In other words, a unit designed to go out and ethnically cleanse. Uh, a part of Zimbabwe, in this case, the Ndebele tribe of northern Zimbabwe, who were not thrilled at the idea of having their ethnic customs, their lands, their way of life swept away in the uh, what we might just call the de facto Sovietization or the Chavezization, the, well, for lack of a better term, the Mugabeization of Zimbabwe. Which, again, as we pointed out before the break, did about as much good for Zimbabwe as Hugo Chavez and Victor Maduro have done for Venezuela. Only much worse in its own way. I mean, life in much of Zimbabwe has regressed back to pre-colonial levels. So much so, in fact, that there are scholars against considerable flack from other academics who say, maybe it's time to look at returning to colonialism for some of these third world basket cases, if not in actual fact, although that's not been ruled out in some cases, or at the very least in terms of copying some of the institutions that some of the smarter third world countries copied from their colonial forebears after they moved on, which is where you get, by the way, success for third world countries like Singapore, one of the wealthiest places on earth, one of the few places on earth that are more expensive to live in uh, than San Francisco, of which more in a moment here. Or Botswana, by the way, a place in sub-Saharan Africa that is not a paranoid socialist hellhole ruled by warlords. It's a place that adopted British-style democracy after independence in 1965 for 54 years, has been a paragon of relative free enterprise and personal liberty, a place where an American could go and feel relatively at home, at least politically. Or Belize, one of the few places in Central America that isn't a shooting gallery, literally and figuratively. Places that took the best aspects of their colonial past and, and carried on. Anyway, something Zimbabwe emphatically did not do. And to the the great Chagrin of the thousands and thousands of people that were Gukurahundid. fancy poetic term for murdered, ethnically cleansed. Speaking of ethnic cleansing, well, it's not so much so much uh, ethnic as it is ideological cleansing. I, I was in fact two weeks ago, yesterday, introduced to San Francisco for the first time. I went out for a work trip, landed on a Sunday, found my way downtown to the deepest uh, inner parts of of san francisco i i encountered the real modern san francisco in a sense as i was walking up powell street from the uh from the bart station to get to my hotel uh, up on russian hill and i stepped in a puddle and i realized it hasn't been raining lately has it yes it was exactly the puddle you were thinking it was uh that being said i stepped at least in how should we say, number one rather than number two, which is a bit of a plague in San Francisco these days because life under, San, uh, under uh, in effect, single-party, quote, progressive, end quote, rule in San Francisco is broken out about the same way as it has done in Venezuela and Zimbabwe. No, not exactly the same. It's a very pretty place. The weather is incredibly gorgeous. The microclimate in San Francisco means that the weather there is when it's hot and miserable 20 miles away, 10 miles away across the bay, it's still kind of cool, kind of pleasant, kind of gorgeous in San Francisco. And by the way, it never gets all that terribly cold. Beautiful, beautiful place plagued by an ugly, ugly government. And, And I thought it was interesting because, again, it's a symptom of the sort of intellectual overreach that I promised you the Democrats would give us nationwide after winning the midterm elections last November. and I was right. Well, we saw two examples of this this past uh, two weeks here. Uh, first of all, the, the thing that I noticed, you know, foot to concrete uh, two weeks ago, crime-ridden San Francisco has introduced new sanitized language, not streets, mind you, but language for criminals, getting rid of words such as offender and addict while changing convicted felon to justice-involved person. The San Francisco Board of Supervisors adopted the changes back in August, even as the city reels from one of the highest crime rates in the country and a staggering inequality exemplified by pervasive homelessness alongside immense Silicon Valley wealth. And it's very, very true. You walk through San Francisco, as I did. I never never actually took an Uber the whole time I was there. And I, wa- I was walking up uh, the street, up Market Street, past hotels that were full of people at between five hundred and a thousand dollars per night for a-, a large trade conference, that had the city jammed to the rafters with uh, with people, stepping over people's tents and people passed out in the streets, and yeah, navigating my way around the sorts of things that are. Fairly commonplace in barnyards, if you catch my drift, but not so much on the streets of one of the jewels of the Pacific Rim, supposedly. And that's bad enough. A city that can't keep itself clean, or in fact has to send crews out in the streets to do to the streets what I do weekly with my cat litter, can't bring itself to call criminals criminals, but can't quite manage the same with the law abiding, because this past week, apropos not much, the San Francisco Board of Supervisors, su- supervisors, the same one that can't bring itself to call felons criminals, declared the National Rifle Association, a domestic terror organization, and urges other cities, states, and the federal government to do the same. Don't call a criminal a criminal, but call the largest body of utterly, extremely, rigorously law-abiding people in the country, the moral equivalent of the Taliban, of Al-Qaeda, of the Muslim Brotherhood, of ISIS. See, this is the moral drift that is leading to the, the, the sort of overreach that has made uh, America, uh, the progressive movement in America, uh, not just well a threat in its own way, and more about that in the second hour, but also uh has made it uh, into into a group that is for overreaching so so dreadfully that at least in the short term, it gives us hope that that the great American middle, the silent majority that Richard Nixon called out fifty odd years ago, can see the truth. And see the the lunacy that is waiting out there, the downside being, of course, that bit by bit they are taking over the institutions, enough of the institutions, to get themselves enough of the power to call enough of the shots to make life really miserable for all of us normals. Place where it does not, you don't want to be a normal in San Francisco. They're actively out there trying to oppress you. And they're trying to bring it to the rest of us. Northern Island Trader Network AM twelve aid the patriot go nowhere. We'll be right back with Matt Shout from C when we come back.
8: I've been terribly
0: alone and forgotten in Manhattan. I'm going home to my city by the
1: I'm Jan Markell helping you understand the times.
2: Look at this. Universal Pictures set to release a brand new movie about hunting. Yes, irredeemable deplorables for sport. We smelly Trump Walmart voters that cling to our God guns, religion, and Bibles.
1: A Hollywood film about slaughtering deplorables has been postponed, that is, until the left senses there might be a more opportune time. Universal Films canceled the premiere of the hunt. Just saying now is not the right time. However, They stand by our filmmakers associated with this satirical social thriller. So when the time is right, they will reintroduce it to America and thereby encourage more carnage of the innocent. It's time to turn off Hollywood, folks. Don't give them a nickel of your money or a minute of your time. For more information, listen to our weekend program on this station or
8: anytime at olivetreeviews.org. We're 4imprint, promotional product experts at your service. We're giving away the latest issue of Amplify, the digital magazine that reveals promotional product success stories absolutely free to everyone who texts BAG11 one one to 88988. Eight With my Spark Cash Card from Capital One, I earn unlimited 2% cash back on all my business purchases. Last year, I redeemed $115,000 in cash back. Yeah, $115,000. And that doubled our digital marketing budget for the summer. Thanks to my Spark Card, we had our best summer yet. Imagine what the Spark Card from Capital One could do for your business. What's in your wallet?
6: Real Capital One customers pay for real stories. Credit approval required.
5: Welcome back, Twin Cities and World. It's the wind beneath the right wing. The shining spot of red in the sea of dismal, dingy, moldy, frequently moronic, sometimes borderline psychotic, institutional blue. The Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM12A, The Patriot. The Conservative Political Action Conference, CPAC, which we've attended at least once on the broadcast here before. That's where we first met Michelle Malkin by the way, uh, is coming back to the Twin Cities this week. We're waiting to hear from uh, Matthew Schalp, who uh, is uh, speaking on behalf of CPAC. We're going to be talking about the event here and maybe uh, enticing you to join us. By the way, speaking of Michelle Malkin, last time I was at CPAC, I had the esteemable pleasure of uh, being able to interview Michelle Malkin. And you will have almost the same pleasure uh, meeting Michelle Malkin, the great uh, Michelle Malkin, at the Ames Center in Burnsville uh, two weeks from this coming Tuesday. Yeah, Ed Morrissey of Hot Air is going to be guiding the conversation about the border crisis, the chaos on the left, how it could affect the upcoming elections. The general balcony seating, by the way, starts at just twelve eighty, which is incredibly inexpensive. However, if you get the Elite VIP ticket, you get a chance to meet Michelle and have a photo op. Elite VIPs also get front row seating and a copy of her brand new book, Open Borders, Inc., Who's Funding America's Destruction? She's got millions of followers online, uh, and but you can be one of the very, very, very few to meet her in person on the 24th. That's two weeks from Tuesday. Tickets and details are available at am1280thepatriot.com. Uh, by the way, tickets are moving fast. You're going to want to get on this. I mean, I think there's plenty of, uh, of uh, balcony seats left for 1280. But the Elite VIP tickets, those are going to be a hot ticket. I will be there. I believe I'll be sitting in the Elite VIP section because, hey, that's, uh, that's how we roll. When you're uh, the Twin Cities top weekend talk show host, you get to the front of the rope line if you catch my drift. Anyway, uh, hope you can join us today. hope you can go to am12atthepager.com and get yourself a ticket. Be there. Join up. 651 Two eight nine four four eight eight the number to call, should you care to join us. You can also join me on Twitter at hashtag NarnShow. That's N-A-R-N show. Uh anyway, we're talking about the uh the uh demise of Robert Mugabe before the break. And we're talking about how that the uh, about uh the big lefts and its media inability to to basically refer to the institutions of the far left by what they really are it doesn't fit the narrative you will not hear big left refer to uh, robert mugabe as a butcher a com- practitioner of genocide someone who brought in north korean mercenaries north korean mercenaries mere years 3 years after his reputation as a liberator as a freedom fighter was set you won't hear them talk about you. Even the, and by the way, as the day went on, even on national public radio, you did start to hear, or I did start to hear uh, some of the uh, narratives start to mention a little earlier in the broadcast, uh, his real record of being, well, a butcher, someone who rode the uh, Zimbabwean economy into ruin in a way that uh, it took a Hugo Chavez to try to match. And by the way he's working like he, he the late Hugo Chavez took a Herculean effort at it and, and was a real champ and, and I'm sure had he not passed away he would have uh he, he would have taken a pretty fair shot at uh, going for Mugabe's record for destroying an economy which by the way for those of you who uh are are keeping track has a level of inflation that I believe is a world record it's Worse than the, uh, the the record of inflation in the last years of Weimar Germany, where, by the way, in the 1920s, uh, people would go to the market with baskets full of 100 million mark bills and trade 100 million mark bills, basically trillions of marks, for a loaf of bread of equal weight. Well, that was actually looking pretty good compared to Zimbabwe. The previous world record for inflation, uh, 1948 Hungary, where trillion uh, the units of the currency was called a pengo. I don't speak Hungarian. Let's be honest. Probably either do you. Uh, stacks of pengo bills in the hundreds of trillions of dollars were being traded for loaves of bread. And forget about saving up for your college education or your kid's college education. Zimbabwe passed that. I am fairly certain. They were printing bills in the hundreds of trillions of Zimbabwean dollars in the latter years of the Mugabe regime and what ties that to San Francisco and indeed if you think about it St Paul is a complete studied inability to confront the the failures of single party government you, you look at you look at what's happened in Zimbabwe and Cuba before it and venezuela somewhere in between the two the the inability of of single-party governments single party totalitarian rule to do anything but make the vast majority of the population incredibly miserable while enriching itself inevitably and you look at the way the same thing is working in san francisco and uh and by the way, it's similar. I mean, it's got a more democratic facade to it, but essentially, you have a city where if you're part of the economic and political caste that runs the place, you're living large. And otherwise, you're either commuting in from two hours away via train or car, God help you, or you're homeless out on the street. But God forbid you, you go up against the narrative. God forbid you're a law-abiding National Rifle Association member and gun owner where you are the real problem to this particular insular, single-party regime. Oh, yeah, you're seeing the same thing in in places like Minneapolis and St. Paul where uh, crime is rising even as the infrastructure is failing, even as the government focuses itself on ever more irrelevant uh, tangents and sidetracks. Well, you're seeing that, and we'll talk more about that in a moment here. Let's go to the phones. St. Louis Park. Mark, welcome to the Northern Alliance Radio Network. You're on the air. Mitch, great to have you
3: back, first of all.
5: Oh, yeah. And great to be back. Uh,
3: gl- glad to hear your voice. I know you're talking about, uh, you're mentioning about uh, Rhodesia and Ian Smith, et cetera. From, but I did a report. I went to the U in the, in the 80s, and I did a report on apartheid of South Africa. But what struck me even back then was they had to have the strongest border patrol of any country in africa i did the report to keep other africans from coming in oh yeah no one wanted no one wanted to leave south africa none of the, not including the blacks they had to have the strongest border patrol strongest border patrol to keep people from
2: coming in at the height of apartheid right very and, as, so and, and all i up and listen to your uh, comments
5: actually yeah, no you you bringing up an interesting point and there was a, there was a point that was brought up in 1987, uh, the University of Leiden in the Netherlands released a survey. They did a black South Africans. And this is, by the way, at the height of the apartheid regime under, under Pick Botha. And, and by the way, this is not to excuse the evils of, of that sort of systematic discrimination in any way. But it is to note the fact that the University of Leiden, which, by the way, uh, was not... To, to the best of anyone's knowledge, constricted by the apartheid government in any way, to in, in its in its academic findings, they polled a statistic a statistically significant number of black South Africans in the back in the day. This is in the mid 1980s. Again, the research was released in 86 87, and they found that given a question, what means more to you as a oppressed black South African? In South Africa, a victim of apartheid, in other words, systematic, de- uh, sy- uh, systematic segregation of black people and Asian people, Indians, Chinese, etc., from the white population, systematic denial of political rights, political access, economic access. Uh, the University of Leiden asked thousands of black South Africans, what matters more to you? The right to vote for your government or the right to participate fully in the South African economy, which, as Mark from St. Louis Park rightly pointed out, was humming along well enough where Africans from, quote, free, end quote, black countries surrounding South Africa were trying to get into. And the overwhelming result was that black South Africans, mind you, not the political activists, not the people who are operating in the streets for Nelson Mandela, but the people who worked in the townships, segregated as they were, second class as they were treated, third class really, uh, behind the, the Indians and the Chinese, because yes, they, they were they, they did have uh, a hierarchy of racial merits that could be well described as intersectional. I digress. Guess what the University of Leiden discovered in 1987? That black South Africans, primarily lower and lower middle class, overwhelmingly preferred economic freedom because, guess what? In addition to political second-class citizenship, the apartheid regime had a two-step economic process in South Africa, too. Whites, and to a lesser extent Indians and Chinese and other Asians much lesser extent, got all the benefits of capitalism and the free market and economic freedom. Whereas, as luck would have it, black South Africans were subjected to what could be best described as a completely planned economy, a.k.a. What's the term for it? Oh, yeah, socialism. Black South Africans, according to the University of Leiden in the Netherlands in 1987, wanted economic freedom before faster, more fervently than they wanted political freedom. Not to say they're both not important. But without economic freedom, as the people of Venezuela are discovering the hard way, your political freedom follows pretty fast. Without economic freedom, political freedom is pretty much academic. This is what the people of Zimbabwe and Venezuela, Cuba, oh, by the way, it's largely South Africa as well because things have not gone as badly in South Africa, but they're not exactly clipping along in South Africa either at any rate, which is, again, not to call for a return to the sins of the past, but to observe the fact that even during the height of the apartheid regime in South Africa, Black South Africans wanted economic freedom considerably more than they cared about eco- uh, the political freedom. By the way, in a display that foreshadows today's modern political correct shaming of dissent from the narrative, what do you suppose happened to those researchers from the University of Leiden in the Netherlands? Oh, yeah. They were shamed. They were bullied. They were expected in all but fact to try it all but absolute fact, to try and retract their study. They certainly were buried. They got no publicity. It didn't do their careers any good. In a sense, those Dutch researchers were pioneers of the wrong side of political correctness. More when we come back. Northern Alliance, AM 1280, The Patriot.
2: AM 1280 The Patriot. The self-defined little brown woman with a big mouth is coming to Ames Center in Burnsville, Tuesday, September 24th. Get your tickets for An Evening with Michelle Malkin today at am1280thepatriot.com.
4: You remember the quote, some people did something on September 11th. Well... This is our response. The largest gathering of conservatives, the Conservative Political Action Conference, or CPAC, is coming to Minnesota. Join the American Conservative Union Foundation on Wednesday, September 11th, for a special education event at the Earl Brown Heritage Center in Brooklyn Center. At this event, we'll discuss America in a post-9-11 world, we'll honor first responders, the heroism of everyday Americans, and examine new attacks on America and how we can respond. Speakers include ACU's Matt Schlapp, Mr. Pillow himself, Mike Lindell, Congressman Jason Lewis, former NYPD detective Rob O'Donnell, and others. The brave men and women at the World Trade Center and on United Flight 93 did their part to preserve freedom. Now Minnesota It's your time to do something on September 11th for all to remember. Come to CPAC Minnesota, Wednesday, September 11th. Register at conservative.org slash events. That's conservative.org slash events. American Pressure. Nothing works better than a clean tractor. Hot
2: water, pressure, and the right nozzle are a great way to clean mud. We also have the right equipment to clean a lot of pig, chicken, cow, or, well, you know what, off your barn floors. Every year we donate the use of pressure washers that are used to clean the CHS Miracle of Birth Center at the Minnesota State Fair. If you're in need of something in the
1: agriculture industry, give us a call, 763-521-4442. We're surrounded by noise, bombarded by information, messages struggling to get attention, so many choices and ways to reach customers. Your message needs to cut through and stand out. Today's technology can do that, but you need the resources and know-how to make it all work. You need Salem Surround. With all the digital marketing tools available and necessary to compete in today's business world, you need to know how to use all the options efficiently. Our team at Salem Surround has the expertise to manage all your digital marketing under one roof. We know digital marketing and how to deliver customers so you can run your business. Get started with a free evaluation of your digital presence and some great ideas to increase your online visibility and revenue. For no limitations on how and where you can reach customers, there's Salem Surround. Total market penetration for increased ROI. Learn more at SurroundMSP.com. SurroundMSP.com. Connecting you with new customers. Do you want
4: exceptional convenience and still do business with a like-minded Minnesota company? It's Lucky Station Convenience Stores.
1: Hi,
7: I'm Scott Stevens, owner of Lucky Stations. Our hope is to earn your business so you can make Lucky's your landmark for convenience and service.
4: Find them online at LuckyStations.com. AM 1280 The Patriot. Northern
5: Alliance Radio Network, 651-289-4488, or hashtag NarnShow on Twitter. Join us either way. Hey, don't forget, with the cultural battles raging, the Patriot is at the forefront of accurate reporting and sparking intelligent conversation. That's why we're called Intelligent Radio, by the way. That's why uh, we're looking to honor this year's cultural warrior. A person who has gone and above and beyond to positively affect culture pushed our country in the positive direction and had faced public backlash as a result. Yeah, even more than me. That's right. Who does this describe? I mean, even more so than me. Help us find this year's cultural warrior by nominating them at am1280thepatriot.com. You can nominate as many people as you want, by the way. The deadline is at the end of this month. And if you happen to think of a of a... Of a ornery but dashingly handsome talk show host stuck in the middle of St. Paul fighting the cultural war, much like the 101st Airborne at Bastogne. Well, you know, slip his name in there. 651-289-4488, the number to call should you care to join me. And by the means, it would be great if you did. Uh, By the way, if you disagree with me, standing orders to all producers, you get on the air first every single time. So we've seen the overreach coming this past week from uh the city of San Francisco, their board of uh their board of uh their junta, I think they call it I forget what they call it. Their city council in in essence, although being from California, they have to come up with a new agey name for it. Uh we we've seen that though in, in perhaps even more importantly uh in some of the presidential candidates that have have been talking this past week. And and by the way, when I say this I uh, I say I've had some people chastise me a bit over my response to the San Francisco uh, City Council's uh, de- declaration that the National Rifle Association is a uh, terrorist organization. Of course, it, it, it really doesn't ma- mean anything in the great scheme of things. They don't set policy for the rest of the country. And as fact, as uh, Kareem Shia pointed out in his article uh, earlier this year, uh, gun rights are winning and we don't even know it. It's a symptom, really, of the fact that they are on the losing side of this issue and they don't even know it. Because when a cultural movement is losing, it thrashes and spits and snarls even harder than it did when it was winning. Because for all this, as Kareem Shia points out, we saw some evidence of this this past week uh, nationwide. Things that that law-abiding gun owners took as symptoms of of perhaps decline and defeat that are in fact, signs that, that we may be doing a lot better at this than sometimes we give ourselves credit for. You saw examples of Walmart among other stores saying, please don't open carry on our stores. Please don't open carry on our stores. And, By the way, if you have a carry permit, a permit to carry legally in in your jurisdiction, feel free. Go ahead. Nothing we can do about it. And by the way, that's right. That's the whole point of carrying concealed if you are a gun owner, which, by the way, I'm not. All my guns fell into uh, Lake uh, Lake Mille Lacs last summer in the darndest uh, boating accident i would ever seen. Every single gun I owned plummeted right to the bottom of the lake. I would never buy another because they terrify me. Anyway, uh, they said, They said, please don't open carry in Walmart. We're going to ask you nicely not to, please. And listening to the anti-gun movement, the likes of Protect Minnesota and Moms Want Action, you'd think that they had just broken through to Berlin in 1945. And really what this is is a symptom of how badly they're doing in the national debate. Yeah, it's maybe an incremental win of sorts, although Walmart didn't go so far as to say, don't We're going to post all of our stores. Remember, 35 years ago, when I first got involved in this issue, the leading anti-gun group was called the National Coalition to Ban Handguns. That was their goal, and they felt it within reach. Within 10 years, they changed the name to the Brady Organization because they realized banning handguns wasn't going to work, and putting that into the title of your organization was probably exceptionally poor marketing. And they were right, by the way. And they keep dialing back their expectations. And so while you have groups of unassailable, un- elected but never unelectable bureaucrats like the St. Paul, ah, St. Paul, well, really, San Francisco and St. Paul uh, city councils making declarations as they have, as symptoms of the thrash and snarl of extremists when they're on the losing end of a societal change, You also have uh, the people who are actually trying to change society in their direction conceding more and more ground every year. They've gone from banning handguns and banning, quote, assault weapons, end quote, to turning cartwheels over uh, Walmart asking you not to carry your rifle through Walmart and trying, and in most of the country, losing at attempts to impose regulations that were common commonplace, not common sense, mind you, far from it, but commonplace. Twenty-five years ago in this country, when gun rights were on the ropes, and gun crime was double what it is today, coincidentally, I'm sure. At any rate, these are events, by the way, that have been pointed out at as being bad news by some of the more alarmist on the Second Amendment side and are, in fact, I think, good news under the covers. By the way, you're seeing some of the uh, anger and the snarling that, uh, that that really affects all abusive relationships. Uh, Meghan McCain this past week caused a little outrage by saying on The View <laughs> that Beto O'Rourke's gun confiscation plan, which, by the way, is different from every other Democrat candidate's position on guns only by being more extreme because he has to try and get some headlines and donations would promote a lot of violence if it were ever to go into effect which let's, let's be honest it won't former Texas congressman Beto O'Rourke according to the Daily Beast whose campaign has been reanimated by his often visceral response to two mass shootings in Texas says disheartening by commentary from other among others Megan McCain warning that force Ameri- forcing Americans to sell Ugly black rifles would promote violence. And of course, as Charles Cook points out in National Review last week, Meghan McCain's right. Americans don't like being told what they can and can't do. It's why prohibition failed. It's why the war on drugs has failed. It's why the first war on guns in April of 1776 failed. Americans don't like being told what they can and can't do. What more when we come back? Ilhan Omar back in the news when we return. Northern Alliance AM 1280, the Patriot.
3: If you have cracked teeth, missing teeth, or old, wobbly dentures, you've probably thought about getting dental implants, but when you checked around, you discovered that many places charge a lot of money, $4,000, $5,000, $6,000 a tooth. Well, it's time for you to check out ImplantMiracle.com, the local dental office where top quality, long-lasting dental implants cost as low as $2,499 a tooth, including the implant abutment and crown, plus your consultation with the dentist. Is free. Standard x rays are free, and we offer very convenient financing. Why do we call it Implant Miracle? Because with implants as low as $24.99 and other places charging so much more, some people say that being able to get affordable dental implants is a miracle. For more information on how you can save money on dental implants and get a beautiful new smile that you can actually afford, see our website, implantmiracle.com. That's implantmiracle.com.
6: Western Wall. Sail on the Sea of Galilee. Pray on the Mount of Beatitudes. The list goes on. Return home inspired, renewed, and empowered. If you've ever dreamed of seeing Israel, this is your chance. Join me for a life-changing adventure to give you a renewed sense of purpose. The 10-day Stand with Israel Tour, December 2019.
2: Join Dennis Prager and Mike Gallagher on the Stand with Israel Tour, December 2nd to the 11th. Register at am1280thepatriot.com.